This is the first podcast of Cubicle Insanity. The intent of our podcasts are to talk about people, not gossip, well, maybe a little, leadership, and how to navigate corporate America. Both Kim and I have been in corporate America for many, many years, and we've been employees even longer than that. We oftentimes get together and chat about work and the people we work with and what's happening at work. And both of us with our backgrounds in HR oftentimes get a lot of people asking us questions. What if this or so-and-so did that? And so we have these conversations all the time anyway. So now we're just going to get together on a more frequent basis and have them with you. So you're going to hear us talk about all kinds of situations that come up at work and the people that you work with because we all work with the same types of people. And so over the course of these podcasts, we'll be able to share all these different stories and you'll get to hear about all of the many crazy things that have happened to Kim and I and all of the random and wonderful topics that we like to cover together. So tonight, Kim, I think that we should uh, chat about one of our favorite topics that comes up, I think, between you and I frequently, but also with others on lots of occasions, and that is managers and employees and the wonderful, wonderful relationship between the two of them. Yeah, we do get that um, quite a bit. And I think about a couple of weeks ago, we were out to dinner with a colleague and they're struggling with the employees that they're managing. So, you know, if we think about that and just this week, what all's gone on, all the managerial questions you get. So there's a lot to cover there. There is. And I'm I'm glad you brought up our our friend from a couple of weeks ago. So her situation um, that we chatted with her about, I think is very common, um, especially with employees new to the workforce. And so her situation was, feeling like a babysitter. That, so that could be the title of, of this conversation. Managers feeling like babysitters. And it happens to good managers and bad managers. And it's having these new to the workforce or newer to the workforce um, employees and sort of helping them grow in their professional career and, and understanding what the expectations are and, and how that particular corporate environment works. And so she was giving us examples of maybe where that employee wasn't doing the work up to her standards or what she thought even their standards should be. And so it was kind of interesting to hear her frustration, wasn't it? It was. And I've been thinking a lot about that conversation and some of the advice we gave her and some of the advice that we typically give managers, it's no different um, from her company to the one that you and I are both in or the one that I'm in, you're in. Um, We're in two different companies, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) just for clarity's sakes. And, um, you know, I was thinking about why she's struggling and why they're struggling. And it's really, you know, you think about, Tammy, think about like if you and I were working together and you were my manager. I would be awesome. You would be, no <laughs> doubt. But I think about, you know, like it's my first day, you know, I come in and I've got my laptop or my cell phone. <laughs> Back in the day when I was a newbie, I would have had my pad of paper, my pen. But, <laughs> my legal pad. Hey, let me, let me contemporize. <laughs> I got my cell phone and I got my laptop or my iPad, and my tablet. And, um, you know, you come in and you show me where my desk is and things like that. And then I'm ready to get started. And I kind of have the basics, like, you know, I know how to write words, but it may not be 
to what you want. And you might give me this assignment like, hey, I need you to go fill out or figure out X, Y, Z. Okay, I'm going to go and do my best. And I come to you and you're like, yeah, no, that, no, that wasn't anywhere near what I was looking for. And then you think about it. Why, if I'm working for you, why did I miss so badly? Yeah, that's a good question. And it's uh, like all relationships, it's two-sided. And so making sure that what you as a manager want that you can set those clear expectations without, and we talk about this all the time, without being too prescriptive because you hired this person because they're capable of doing the job. They're, you know, a smart person. So give them a little bit of that leeway to do the job themselves, but yet at the same time, enough direction to meet your expectations or come close. Right. So, right. And you're building a little bit of that trust with the employee, giving them a little bit of empowerment and I think over the course of time, our friend, as she has these conversations, or again, if I'm working for you, I'm going to build that trust up in your eyes that as we go through and, hey, I've learned something this time around when I did whatever project. And then the next time I come back and say, okay, hey, I'm going to work on this. Then you give me a little less guidance, but still some guidance until the point where, you know, I fully got it. Yes. And sometimes with those newer employees, and perhaps it's even sometimes not even newer to the workforce, those two, but sometimes even just new to the company, learning the company culture and that type of thing, um, it might require a little bit more time. And as a manager, remembering what it is like to be that new employee. Right. Because sometimes, you know, the managers, they've been around for, you know, how long, and they're just very comfortable with how things work and what the expectations are. But as a new employee, you don't always know. Right. You don't always know. And even if you're not like brand new, like out of university or college, um, if you're new to the company, you have experience from another company and you bring that habit, that way of working with you. Now, it could be a little bit of an improvement and it's a discussion with you, the, the new manager, to say, hey, well, you know, I've kind of done it this way before. Is this an improvement? And you had that discussion, but you... You know, sometimes you bring that baggage with you and that's not what a company always wants. So, you know, you got to be open as an employee to listen to that feedback. Right, right. Yeah. And if you are an, an experienced professional coming into just a new company, also, you know, taking a, a little bit of a look at yourself and saying, yeah, these were really great practices. Let me share this with my new manager or my new right. team and and put those into play here. But, I mean, I'm sure I have a few bad habits I could learn to drop as well. So uh, sort of evaluating to, you know, as a, as an experienced professional coming into a new job. Agreed. But when you also say as an experienced professional coming into a new job, you got to be careful how you bring your previous employer's practices or ways. Oh, for sure. With you. Cause last thing you want to hear is what well, my previous company, we did it this way, or my previous company was that, you know, or in, X business, this is how we did things. Yeah, yeah. And we've all worked with somebody like that. that right. All, like they're brand new and all they talk about is, well, at my last company, we did it this way. Well, then if it was so good, why are you cut here? <laughs> and not everything was so great at your last company. Right, um, right. So the other thing that I know we had talked about her and it kind of plays into this too is um, we talked a lot with her about the sort of the one-on-one -on -one tradition between managers and employees. And 
using that time to coach them. So, yeah. and I think it applies as we're talking about like the new to the workforce employees or a, a new hire um, with experience to spend time with them, um, get to know each other. I think on a, a bit of a personal level yeah. as well, because like you said, building that trust, I think some of that comes with, you know, a little bit of personal chit chat and, and learning about each other and how each other thinks and works and things like that. I, I totally agree. And if you don't have that rapport with your manager or with your employees, um, it, it is hard to build that trust. And I'll tell you, I've had a man, one manager tell me, well, I don't like to talk to my employees. I'm an introvert. Really? <laughs> You're in a managerial position. You got to talk to your employees. Right. Your job is to manage people. Right. You're going to need to yep, talk to absolutely. them. Yeah. And I think we probably all in our heads can immediately think of somebody who is like that. So yeah. I do think the one-on-one the -on -one is a great uh, way to spend uh, time learning about each other, sharing with each other, but it also sort of helps set those goals and expectations and building the career. So it goes from coaching and mentoring to just being, you know, a manager, maybe sometimes therapy. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. Sometimes it is. It's a little bit of therapy too. It, it is. You know, and I think through all this, you know, you always, even as you build a trust, you still always have to have clear communications to the employees, clear expectations as you go through this and you, they, they gain that experience. And even in the coaching, in the mentoring, in the one-on-ones, you still have to have, even though you have a great rapport, you still have to have that clear communication. I think that's the fundamental of being a manager. Yeah. You know what? Exactly. You're exactly right. Communication, you have to actually put into words. And this is something that you and I have talked about, and it's uh, what we call stating the obvious. So if, even if the two of us are working together, we might walk into a situation or, you know, there's a certain project on the table and we immediately are going to think two different things. Right. And so we have to actually state the obvious. So I might think, oh, it's super obvious we're going to do it this way, of course. But in your mind, you're like, well. Well, I want to do it this way because I have different experience or different way of thinking. Yeah. So to say it out loud, because then that brings everybody onto the same page and the same understanding and the same expectations. So. Yeah. I think communication, you're, you're exactly, I'm, how did we save that one for so long down the list? Like that one probably should have been first. Agreed. <laughs> Shame on us. Um, but let's state the obvious. Yeah, well, we're doing it now. Um, you know, Kim, the other thing I was thinking about just recently along this, so we were talking about like new to the workforce and um, for hiring uh, an experienced professional. So, you know, there's all this talk about the difference between like millennials and like the other generations in the workforce. Um, do you think that over time things have changed? So millennials, like they might come in, do they act really any differently than what, when you went into the workforce, what, what new to the workforce employees acted like? Are there, are there truly differences? Do you think? No, I think when I entered the workforce right out of university, I was as clueless as the millennials are <laughs> coming out of the workforce today. You know, you get the academic part of it, but the actual practicality of it, you don't always get. And so you don't know how things work in corporate America. You only know how things work in academia, how, how to turn in your papers and things like that from your university career. When you get into corporate America, it's different. And as a new employee, you have to ask those questions. And it's okay to ask those questions a couple times, I think. 
but don't ask them nine times because then you're <laughs> like, hmm, who did I hire? Yeah, why did we hire this person? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I, you know what, I agree with you and um, I've been thinking about it a lot. As you know, my daughter is graduating from college and so I think about her going into the workforce and in the situation that we've been talking about yeah. with our friend and how she is going to be when she gets, you know, into her first job in corporate America and, and what that's going to be like for her because I look back and I agree with you. It's the same thing, like, sure, I've got my degree and now I've got this really great job but I don't really know how to do that particular job. So yeah, I have you've to got learn a concept to... of what it should be, but the actual tasks yeah. and responsibilities are way different. Right. It's transitioning from uh, being in complete learning mode into applying that right. and executing on it. So so what, what are you going to tell her? How are you going to tell her, like, on her first day going into corporate America, I don't know if she's going to go in a little suit and her iPhone and her tablet or... What advice are you going to give her? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because we've already started talking about things like this. And I tell her, I mean, you have to be strong. You are a college graduate and they've hired you for all these great reasons. So don't don't be timid at this point. And, and because you are new there and you're the new one and you're the young one. And, you know, people are going to think that you're adorable and you're young. But be strong and be smart and to your point, like ask the questions. Don't, um, don't always wait for someone to tell you what to do. Like open your eyes, be aware of sort of what is happening and what your area of responsibility is. So you're not always waiting, but at the same time, don't wait too long to ask questions either. So be strong, be smart, keep your eyes open. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because the friend that we had dinner with that we've been talking about, I talked to her this past weekend and asked how things were going. And she brought up just that point that the one of the employees is making some good progress, but isn't like taking the initiative to see where things can be done or should be done. Right. So my I, I said exactly the same thing to her is then you need to have the conversation. Like, you know, think about the initiative that you may have and look for things to work on and that you think will help the business. And so she's going to try to figure out how to have that conversation. So right. it'll be interesting to see how she navigates that. Yeah, I agree. Because to me, it's like, you know, living uh, with roommates or living with your family, there's always that person who can't quite put that dirty dish into the dishwasher and they just leave it on the counter in the sink. And so as a mother, I'm always like, so are you saving that for me to do? Is that my job <laughs> to put, to take, yeah. you know, take that dish and put, put it from the sink yeah. into the dishwasher? So it's just about opening your eyes. And that's even, you know, what I've said to my kids growing up. Like, open your eyes. See what's in front of you and what you can do. You don't always have to wait to be told. You can take, to your point, the initiative. Yeah. And I think, you know, as you grow in your career, you start really thinking more about the bottom line of the company and what you can do to add to the bottom line of the company. I think as a newer employee, you know, I try to think back and put myself in those those very early days, I didn't always think about what am I doing today to help the company? Right. Because you're thinking, I have this job and I want to get paid. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Where, I mean, down the road, you're still saying, th thinking the same thing. Yeah. However, now you're like, if the company is more profitable, then I, too, will That's be right. more profitable. Show me the money in my paycheck. Right. Exactly. Yep. So, um, 
Fantastic. What else did she have to say? Any other updates? That was really the only update is um, progress on one. The other one, not so much progress. A lot more work to do there. (laughs) Okay. Well, each employee is different and and might need a little different. And that's a valid point. Think about that. Every employee is different. So to manage them, coach them, uh, trust them all at the same speed, isn't going to happen. Right. And that's, I think, sometimes what managers forget is that every employee, every individual is different every day of the week that they come into the office. Right. You don't know what's been happening right. in their lives that morning. Right. Or, yeah. Right. So everyone is different. Um, so, Kim. Uh, I think this has been a great discussion um, about our, our ma- we started out as managers being babysitters to um, all of the things that, especially new to the workforce, yeah. employees um, are thinking and feeling. So uh, to recap and, and state the obvious, uh, the points that we were talking about, um, remember what it's like to be new as a manager and uh, put that effort and thought into helping them become better employees and help them with their careers. Um, communication, the one that we left for too we long. We saved it for last, the best for last. Right. It was kind of like the big a firework at the end of the show. Yeah. Communication um, is really key. And to even through the very frustrating times, because that's sometimes where it gets hard to be a good communicator, uh, even through those frustrating times to be a good communicator and then uh, the coaching. So this point about every employee is different, you know, uh, through the one-on-ones or whatever that mechanism is. But to give that coaching and the mentoring uh, to help kind of bring them along in their, uh, in their career and help them understand how they can be uh, better in their jobs. So, Kim, I hope this discussion can help with your cubicle insanity. It certainly will. Stay tuned for the next episode of Cubicle Insanity.